are listening to the Mile Straight podcast. For more information on Mile Straight or to watch a video version of this podcast, visit www.milestraightbc.org. The speaker for today is our senior pastor, Tom Goss. Hey, listen, a couple of things are going to be happening over the next 11 days that are very exciting to me. Hopefully, you'll jump on board with me in this. Uh, I'll start from the longest away to the nearest or the soonest. The uh, 10 days from now is the shortest sunlight day of the year. On the 22nd, the shortest sunlight day of the year. Now, that in itself is not exciting to me, but the following day is because the following day, days begin to get longer again. Now, I love it when, uh, when I get in the middle of summer or June, July, when the days are real long and I get up in the morning, the sun's going to be coming up in the next hour, and when I go to bed at night, it's going to be setting in the next hour. Maybe, maybe not that extreme, but... Uh, I love the long days, and so I love it when we get to this time of year when the days start getting longer again, and here we are finally getting to that point. And then next Sunday, I'm pretty excited about something, and that is that we have our candlelight service next Sunday evening, just a traditional candlelight service. It is so special, so sweet. It really puts you in the mood for Christmas, and if you haven't enjoyed a candlelight service at Mile Straight yet, we invite you to come be part of that. Invite someone to be with you as well. Just come and enjoy the evening. We'll have a good time together. That's at 6.30 next Sunday evening. And then the biggie, this Wednesday night, one of the, one of the greatest voices in all of America is going to be here at Mile Straight Baptist Church, and that is Charles Billingsley. If you've never heard Charles Billingsley sing, you have missed out. But you can correct that by being here this Wednesday at 6.30. Charles Billingsley is uh, nationally known, just an incredible guy, great Christian, and uh, one that I'm excited to have here. He sent a list of his songs that he'll be doing in the concert, the Christmas concert, Wednesday. And as I was looking down through them, he starts out with a mixture of, of secular Christmas songs and Christian Christmas songs, and one of the in that first set of songs, one of the songs is my favorite Christmas song. Also my favorite Christmas movie, White Christmas. And uh, he's doing that, so I can't wait for that. And then when he gets in the second set, he'll be doing uh, more about the reason for Christmas. Why do we have Christmas? What is there really to celebrate? And that's going to all come out in the second session. I'm excited for the night. Please be here and invite someone to be with you. And... Uh, I think we'll have a great time together. One final thing before we jump into our study, and that is if you see our kids running around that were up on the stage, uh, thank them for using their talents and their abilities for God. And they can use their abilities and their talents in a lot of ways. What a blessing it is to see them on the stage singing for God and blessing our hearts in the process. So be sure and tell them that if you would. Well, if you've got a study guide on your way in, take it out. If not, grab something on which you can take notes, and uh, let's jump into our discussion. Today we're talking about the person of Joseph. It was especially appropriate that Jason sing the song he did, which dealt with the person of Joseph, because now we're going to focus our attention on him. When I first started preparing for this study uh, two weeks or so ago, um, my focus was on this incredible guy 
who took part in the birth story of Jesus Christ. Now, a pretty amazing person, one with which I've always had a lot of respect, but I can tell you through the course of this study, my respect for him has skyrocketed. I've, I've studied his life before, but there's just something more that popped out in our study this time, and I'm, I'm really excited to share that with you also. But as I was studying and as I was looking into the life of Joseph, I began to see that he, in his life, was an incredible picture of the grace of God. That what we see God bestowing upon us, that which we don't deserve, is freely given to us. When we see God doing that, we see Joseph mimicking God and doing the same thing. But then as I studied even further, I began to see that there was something even bigger taking place here. That in fact, what we find is that God was working behind the scenes. And God was working doing those things which Joseph and Mary could not do. They were in this circumstance. And we're going to see that their circumstance was pretty dire when things started. I mean, it was pretty intense. They were looking at some pretty difficult things they had to overcome. And there was not a thing in the world they could do to change that. Not a thing. But God was at work. God was doing that which they could not do, do what they could not do. He was displaying his glory. And through the person of Joseph, he was working in some, in some ways that no one could understand, no one could figure in order to deliver his grace, not only to those involved in the birth of Christ, but 2,000 years later, even for people like us, God was at work showing his grace for us. It's a pretty amazing story. As we look at the life of Joseph, and then as we dig deeper into that concept to see God fully at work behind the scenes, I want to do something that, to my recollection, I've never done before, and that is... Um, because point one and point two have such a connection, it's hard for me in the story to find a place to stop, to make a break, and say, okay, now let's go to point number two. So what I want to do as a result of this, this interwoven story that we're going to see about the life and the birth of Jesus, we're going to take point one and two and combine them. Now, you're going to see as we break it down that they are, in fact, two distinct points, that they are, in fact, two distinct events that are taking place, two ways we see God's grace through the person of Joseph. But because the story is so closely connected, it's hard to find that place. I would have to manufacture a place and create a stop that I don't want to create. So give me the freedom, if you would, just to give you the first two points, and then we'll see them come out as we develop the story a little bit, okay? So what are these points? If you've got a place to write, put these down. Number one, we see this grace of God as a picture of God's kindness. We see this grace of God as a picture of God's kindness. Now specifically we see in this story the kindness that, that Joseph was showing toward Mary and we see behind the scenes that God was working to do the same thing, to bestow that same kindness, that same grace upon Mary. 
We also understand, because we know more about the story than we will discuss today, that God was also at work bestowing that same grace through the person of Joseph to all of us, giving us an opportunity to know His only begotten Son as Savior. The second thing we find, the second thing to write down, is that we see this amazing grace of God as a picture of God's choosing. A picture of God's choosing. Now think about that with me for just a second. Because God specifically chose Joseph for this situation. He singled him out. He brought him into the mix. Put him in a very difficult situation for a very specific reason. How interesting. I want you to think about it because there's something in this story to me that from a human perspective, I'm, I'm not talking about from a, from, a, from a God's eye view, but from a human perspective, there's something in this story that just doesn't make sense to me. When we read the passage, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, we find it saying this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, let me pause just to talk about that for a second. Betrothed, another word of saying engaged. In that day and time, an engagement was a very serious thing. It was part of the marriage. They weren't involved in the physical aspects of marriage, but everything else, they were preparing the way for the marriage to take place. It was very significant what they were doing, this engagement period. And he says, before they had come together, before the physical activity had taken place, they were still in the engagement time. Let me continue reading now. She, Mary, was found with child or to be pregnant of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But when he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph... Son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Okay, so what is it about the story that, that just doesn't make sense? Okay, so here, here's what we have happening. The angel has come to Mary and told Mary, Mary, you're going to have a baby. And Mary said, how can that be? I, I've, never, I've never been with a man. And, she, and the, the angel said to her, that which is born of you is of God. This is God's son. Come to save his people from their sin. Okay, this is what you can expect to happen. You are going to have a baby. Mary then has the unpleasant experience of having to tell Joseph, I can imagine that there was a lot of fear in her heart. As she went to Joseph and she said, Joseph, you're going to find this hard to believe. I know it. But the angel came to me. An angel of the Lord came to me and told me that I'm going to be pregnant and that the baby is going to be God's son. Now, I want you to put yourself in Joseph's shoes for just a second when you begin to think about that. Anyone who has experienced any betrayal on any level must, have, must be able to relate to what Joseph was feeling. I mean, this, this anger, this jealousy, 
this feeling of betrayal inside of him. Can you imagine the hurt? Joseph, there is absolutely no doubt that he loved Mary because what we're going to see he did for her. There is absolutely no doubt. This woman that he loved, the woman which he was engaged in this, in this marital process, is now pregnant. And besides that, she's coming up with this story. An angel came to you, Mary. Yeah. Joseph is hurting. The part that I don't understand, I, I think maybe I've come to at least an explanation that I can accept. It's not really important that I understand the story. I'm not the author God is, and therefore he can do it the way he chooses. But just something that's confusing to me is that why didn't the angel then come to Joseph before Mary came to tell him the story? I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, she's going to come and drop this bomb on him. He's going to be spun into this confusion and this hurt, this pain that would be hard to handle for anyone. That could have all been avoided had the angel just come to him in a dream before Mary came. And, and the angel said, listen, Joseph, don't be afraid to marry her. She's going to come and tell you she's pregnant, but you've got to know that's God's son she's carrying. I thought about that a lot this week. Would it have been too difficult for God to do that? No, I mean, obviously not. But I really believe that the, the situation required some sort of a test for Joseph. I mean, Joseph is about to be placed into a situation where he is actually the overseer Jesus probably didn't need that in his life, but Joseph is the human father of Jesus. Not a blood father, but the human father, the, the one who was put in place to raise Jesus. I believe that Joseph had the kind of personality that most of us would have enjoyed being around. He was probably a very kind, a very compassionate, a very understanding person. He was probably the kind of guy that you would want to have as a dad. And I believe that God said, okay, you've seen yourself in this way all these years. Now it's time to see if it's real or not. Mary's going to come tell you something. What are you going to do with that information? And I'm just going to step back, and I'm eventually going to step in and clear it up for you. But I'm just going to step back and wait. I want to see what you do, Joseph. It's really interesting. Mary was probably wrapped up in fear. Because you think about it, the best she could really hope for, once again from a human perspective, the best she could really hope for is that Joseph was just going to call off the engagement. The worst she could imagine happening could have very easily come to pass and that is that when she told Joseph, Joseph just flew off the handle, went to the religious leaders of the day and said, this is what she's told me she's done. She's, she's pregnant, she's going to have a child, and we have not been together. You know what they would have done? That culture, that time, they would have taken her to her parents' house and stoned her to death in front of her parents' house. Pretty rough culture. 
But isn't it interesting the kind of grace we see flowing from Joseph? Such an amazing guy. The Bible says that while he considered what Mary had told him, that he determined, you know what? I don't want to make a public example out of her. I don't want her to be a byword to where when someone's having thoughts like that or parents think their children may be, that they say, listen, don't you dare commit adultery. You know what happened to Mary. Joseph was saying, I don't want that to happen to her. And so I just want to break off the engagement quietly to where no one is the wiser. And they were in a very difficult spot. For this day and time, the culture was that if someone does something to you, you've got to save face. You've got you've to get even. Mary was publicly humiliating Joseph. It was a public humiliation for him. Either he was guilty or Mary was guilty. Or they both were guilty. There was no way around it. People in the community would look down on him. They would condemn him. And Joseph, instead of saving face, instead of doing what anyone in that day and time would have done, determined that instead he wanted to honor God with his response. He wanted to honor Mary, this woman that he loved. And the Bible says that Joseph was determined to do it differently than what was expected. I thought about that. I thought, you know, here Joseph is thrust into a situation that is very difficult. God could have easily spared him all of this trouble. There could have been another work around here. We know that. But God put him in this position. God put him in this place to raise this child in this time, in this way. Joseph may have been wondering why. Why like this, God? Why does it have to go this way? And yet God was working behind the scenes, expending grace. Not only for Mary, but also for those of us living 2,000 years later. I think sometimes we find ourselves in difficult situations. We find ourselves in some pretty rough places. Maybe, maybe you would put those on the scale of equal with what Joseph and Mary were facing during this time. Maybe you would say it's, it's even worse than that, Tom. You don't know what's going on in my life. It's crazy. I want you to consider Joseph as an illustration, as an example. That God put Joseph and allowed him to go through something very difficult to impact the future. To impact not only the then and there, but to impact those that would follow. 
Could it be, could it be that God has you in your situation for something very similar? That God has chosen you, set you apart, and allowed you to enter into something that is hard to imagine could be God's will. Because God is at work in your life, in the lives of those that are closely associated with you, but maybe even much further to impact the future generations. My prayer for this study today is that we come to an understanding. This is not a coincidence. This is not a fluke that I'm here. This isn't some chance happening. It's not just life occurring. This is God working behind the scenes to bring about His will, to bring about His glory, to bring about His grace. And even though I don't understand where I am, even though I don't particularly like it, I know I can trust God because He's doing something here. Wouldn't it be much better to honor God with the response of obedience, of trust, of faith, instead of the way we sometimes do it? Let me take that thought forward now. Number three. Number three, we also see that this grace is a beautiful picture of God's protection. This grace that is bestowed through Joseph, from Joseph, but also through Joseph upon Mary and Jesus. This grace that was shown not only to them, but to the world is actually an incredible act of God's protection. Let me set the stage one more time, because now we advance. And we're probably now a year to two years, possibly even as much as three years into the life of Jesus. Joseph, who had experienced, no doubt, jealousy, feelings of betrayal, the pain, the hurt that went with that, Joseph has now experienced the angel coming to him in the dream, and he get to, he get to witness the angel of God talking to him. Joseph, this is my son. Don't be afraid to marry, marry Mary. He got to hear once again the story from Mary. Maybe this time he's a little more apt to listen to it. How she said the angel came and stood before me and said, Mary, don't be afraid. You're going to have a baby, and she said. I can't have a baby. I don't know a man. And the angel said, that which is in you is God's son. He's going to save his people from their sin. Joseph, at the birth of Jesus, got to hear the testimony of the shepherds as they came and stood before him and said, you're not going to believe this. But an angel actually came into the sky and started talking to us, telling us, you got to go find this baby. This is the one that all of Israel has been waiting on. This is the Messiah. Got to go find him. And then all of a sudden, with that angel was a host of other angels, and they started singing about the birth of the King, Jesus Christ. 
Wow. He got to witness the story of the wise men, how they were led to the prophecy that Jesus would be born. How, how they saw a star that verified the prophecy of the Word of God. and How they were instructed to follow the star. And amazingly, this star led them through the sky, led them on ground to follow to the exact place where Jesus was. feelings of jealousy, the doubt, the fear, the pain, no doubt was all gone now. I mean, he had verified the story of the angel that came to him in a dream. No doubt about it. This is God's son. But now as the baby has gotten to one to two, maybe three years old, something else happens that's, man, it's kind of hard to swallow kind of hard to imagine and if God continues to lead the way he is right now next Sunday we will be talking about this event in more detail how Herod the king was issuing a decree to have Jesus found and killed this little innocent baby chapter 2 verse 13 says an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying arise Take the child, the young child, and his mother. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod, who was the king, will seek the child to destroy him. This guy who has unlimited resources, an army of his own, is coming to find this child because it's been told him that the one who is born king of the Jews is now living in this area and he's coming out to destroy him. Joseph, you've got to get the baby, you've got to get his mother, and you've got to go to, to Egypt. Uh, amazingly and thankfully, Joseph said, Okay, God, we're gone. But I can imagine if that had been me, maybe if it had been some of you. I can imagine if I'd held on to my jealousy and my bitterness over the situation. And instead of honoring God with my response, I would have probably said, that's just a figment of my imagination. I mean, that's crazy. There's no angel going to come to me in my dreams. Quite honestly, I've never had that happen to my knowledge. Why would I expect it to happen now? And, and by the way, I'm not putting Mary on a donkey and bringing this two-year-old child, and we're going to travel from here all the way to Egypt. It's dangerous. It's a rough time of the year. The sun is so hot in the day. It's so cold at night. There's no way in the world I'm going to do that. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. We'll just, we'll just take our chances. Now, of course, God had specifically chosen the individual people who would carry out his will, right? But what would have happened had I been the one that had to make that decision. Yeah, I would hope, I would hope that I would respond appropriately. I would hope that I would let go of the anger and the hostility, the jealousy to, to be obedient to God, to do what He's chosen me to do. But quite honestly, I don't know. I don't know. My younger years, I could, I could really hold on to some jealousy. 
look at what I would have missed out on. But here we find Joseph and Mary dealing with a pretty tough situation. Joseph saying, Mary, you don't have to worry. I've let go of the anger and the jealousy over that situation. I'm going to honor God and I'm going to honor you. And we're going to do what God tells us to do. How much better is that? So now let's bring it back to our current situation. What's going on in your life? I mean, what are you facing right now? God has chosen you for a specific thing, specific time, specific reason. And he may have landed you right in the middle of boiling water. I mean, it may be terrible. How are you going to respond? You're going to throw up your hands, quit, walk away. It's your option. My prayer, though, is that we'll use Joseph's example. Say, you know what, God? Don't understand it. Don't like it. But I'm going to honor you in it. You didn't promise me an easy life. You didn't promise me that everything was going to be roses. What you said was take up your cross and follow me. But in this life, you're going to have trials and tribulations. You're going to have difficulty. Just honor me. Just trust me. Just know that I've got a purpose for where you are. It's not a fluke. It's not a coincidence. You're there for a reason. So what do we do with information like this? You know, a couple of things come to my mind. Number one, maybe, maybe you are dealing with a very difficult situation. And you're kind of at the point where you teetering what am I going to do I'm sick of it so hurts it's so painful how are you going to respond I can also imagine that there's people here maybe some watching online today that you've never had that experience of coming to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior Day could be your day. Jesus, who entered the world as a baby so that he could grow up and be a sacrifice for our sin, for what we had done in rebellion to a holy God, did that so that we could be forgiven, so that we would not have to face the wrath and judgment of a holy God, but so that we could enjoy eternity in the presence of Jesus Christ. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, oh, how I would beg you to find out more today. 